<laughs> Welcome back to the Shameless Romantic. I'm Kat, your demisexual bestie, whose goal is always to empower you with more pleasure, banish those inhibitions, uncover intense feelings, and deepen those orgasms. I love you and I've missed you oh so much. I'm so sorry for the little break there. Um, life got a little crazy, I'm going to be honest, and it's also Libra season. My birthday week was last week, so lots of prep and people were visiting. Like, your girl was was busy as shit. I'm <laughs> just laying it out there. But that doesn't mean that I wasn't thinking of you guys, because I absolutely was. And I will not lie, I also had a little bit of guilt <laughs> leaving you guys high and dry for another Wednesday. But we are back at it. And I promise I'm going to be more than committed working on everything Every week, I want to keep you coming back for hump day and we can just laugh about things together, learn about some things together and deepen those orgasms. <laughs> and thank you so much for tuning in as always too. You guys are amazing. I am so grateful to know each and every one of you and for the ones that I haven't met yet, I still love you all the same and I'm super grateful that you're here. You guys know, but... I just want to say in terms of good vibes, we have good vibrations. I'm still very much partnered with them. It is a premier sex positive women principled adult toy retailer. Joni Blank was the one who founded this whole company back in 1977. And I really love that it's women owned. It's a small business and it's just supporting my fellow females out there. So if you're in the market for any kind of toys, props, lingerie, literally anything, arousal gels, dude, you got to check them out. They're amazing. And I'm super happy that I've been able to try a couple of their products as well. And if you do try anything, please give a look-see at the magic wand. It's always going to be my favorite till I die. I'm going to be putting some serious miles in that bad boy. <laughs> And if you haven't already, please be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and follow me on Instagram, Instagram threads and TikTok at cat is shameless. Now, as always, we're about to get real raw and definitely nowhere near vanilla. <laughs> so we're on episode number 31. And this one is all about my babies out there who you can owe all by yourself. But when it comes to a partner, you might be having a little issues reaching the finish line. So you know your sex guru is here to fix that. <laughs> so let's start off with some juicy facts. You know I love breaking it down and just kind of like making everything more tangible and understandable. I want you guys also to look at these facts as well so that way we can look at what's important, like why are we choosing these topics? What makes it such a big deal that me or sex guru wants to talk about it and bring it up. So this one comes at you heavy, right? 95% of heterosexual men usually or always orgasm during partnered sexual activity compared to just 65% of heterosexual women. And of those women, 92.4% of women in general, they're able to orgasm just from masturbation alone. So 
I think that's a problem. The orgasm disparity is something I want to close that gap is basically what I'm telling you. It's not fair. I feel like everybody deserves pleasure. We deserve to reach that finish line. And if you have someone there, it's just like an extra pair of hands to get the job completed and done the right way. So let's do a little bit of that learning and unlearning certain things so that way we can make this happen. So for those of you who have been following along with my journaling prompts, my kinky intentions, so number one, I have when I'm in the mood, am I prioritizing pleasure or am I just prioritizing an orgasm? That's a big one. I really want you to sit down and think about that and see what is it that I'm putting on that pedestal? Do I really want to just feel good and enjoy myself, you know, slurp up all that juicy, delicious pleasure? Or am I really just prioritizing reaching the finish line either for myself or my partner? And then I'm like, okay, that's it. Like, are you checking out just at the physical, tangible thing of an orgasm? Or are you just doing it to enjoy it? Because, I really think it should be the former versus the latter. (laughs) And number two, what are some things that I'm thinking about during solo play versus when I'm playing with my partners? Really dig deep. Think about your most recent interaction with your partner or partners. What was on your mind? What's going through there? You got to categorize the different things that might be kind of sliding through your mental space versus whenever you're just by yourself. I mean, sure, some of us like a little visual stimulation here and there, but there's always something going on up there. So really dive deep into that one. And the next one I have for you, are there any feelings of shame or judgment around my body's look, feel, smell, taste, etc.? And if so, why? Is it just maybe you have been conditioned by the media to always want to be focused on how I smell, how I taste, da, da, da. Have you been reading books or magazines about it? Has someone maybe from your past brought up one of these topics and made you a little extra sensitive. And then the next thing I have for you, do I feel safe to fully let go and experience all of my pleasure when I'm with my partner? Just think about that one too. Some of us, I have a feeling, may be a little bit inhibited because we don't want to be too loud or we're really concerned about the faces we make or the different fluids that may be coming out. Don't focus on those things. I want you to just focus on the feeling of safety and do I feel safe enough to express it with this partner or partners? And lastly, am I sexually satisfied and expressing all my needs and desires with my partner? This is a really big one too, because if you are holding back or you're just feeling like you can't really talk about the things that really get you hot and heavy and the things that you really have been wanting to try or experience, really think about those things too, because when we're inhibited and we are 
really worried about the way our partner or somebody else is going to think about us, it can also affect the other things. You know, you're dipping more into your mental space than really tapping into your body and feeling that pleasure to its fullest. So really dig deep into those questions for me. And as always, I love it when you guys DM me. I can't tell you how often I get certain questions and feedback and they're like, wow, this past episode was so powerful. I feel as though I was able to really uncover some things whenever I'm going over those kinky intentions and question prompts because the things that you bring up, I don't really think about, but once you pose the question, it opened a whole new door for me. Like that's the things I want to hear as your sex guru. So please, please keep them coming. (laughs) As I said before, These are for my people out there, and I won't lie, I feel like this one was hotly requested from my female listeners. They want to know why they have no problem, you know, completely digging deep and having these really intense, amazing orgasms by themselves. And then when their partner is coming into the mix, they either get shy, they're getting a little bit inhibited, and they just can't reach the finish line. So... The main thing I want to talk about here, I want to start off with the story of my history. So I told you guys I was very young whenever I initially started up with sexual activities and stuff, but it initially began through reading. Um, I read so much in terms of Cosmo. My mom was a devout reader. I always had the newest edition in our bathroom and I would always read them, whether I was going to the bathroom, taking a shower or a bath. I don't know, just any of those things. I'm sure you guys have had something similar that just kind of started it off for you. For me, it was reading. And I won't lie, I'm still an avid reader. And it's just kind of graduated to my smut books. But if you guys are interested, I've been kind of toying with the idea of starting a book club. So holler at your girl if you would be interested in joining that too. But I was, like I said, I was a devout reader. And because it was something in like, mass media production, of course, there's going to be a lot of promoting products, trying to sell things. And that's just the name of the game. But when I was a kid, I didn't understand that. I took that as like just a whole Bible versus, you know, just like something I should look at and begin at that point and then kind of make my own assumptions from there. I completely read it like a Bible. I was like, wow, a girl has to dress like this. She needs to always wear lingerie. She needs to have a perfect body. And, you know, there's different creams and different things that you can put inside you to taste good, smell good, whatever. And they would always, of course, accompany it with a story of somebody who happened to just be example of what went wrong, but they always had a solution to fix it, right? Which I think that's complete bullshit. You know, they're preying on women and their insecurities and the way that we are just very impressionable, especially in like the younger ages. I'm not going to lie. I feel like Cosmo really is geared for like 20 to 40-ish. And I will say I just turned 31 yesterday And I feel as though 
I still am growing and learning quite a bit, even as your sex guru and your sexy bestie over here. I still feel I hear so many of my girlfriends out here and guy friends even that like to also partake in these kind of reading materials. They just feel inadequate because it's like this is what the media is pushing on us. So I think if we can at least realize and recognize where the problem started, what began the insecurity and those thoughts of like, do I smell, taste, feel good, look good, whatever, we can trace it back and then do the unlearning and the work in order to uncover how to love ourselves more, right? So like I said, whenever I had that that whole just search of like what it is to be a perfect woman and a perfect perfect sexual partner. I had those feelings looking at myself in a mirror of like feeling shameful, like, oh, I don't have this picture perfect body. You know, I might have like hips and whatever, but I don't have these huge tits that was just completely glorified or like this big juicy ass that everybody wanted. Like even in back those days, I feel like that was still very much sought after. And then, of course, it evolves into more about just being self-conscious of the way that I look, smell, and taste because of all these different products that they're trying to market and push to young women out here reading Cosmo. It's just a very frustrating thing because you're growing into yourself and you're just trying to figure what the fuck sex is and what it's supposed to be. And, and also love figuring out what that's meant to be. And I feel as though these, these different media outlets just kind of blurred those lines and what sex and love is and what it meant to be sexy and desired and feel pleasure. All of these lines were blurred. So I want you to think about what started that for you. Where did your interest and your education for sex begin? Or maybe it was even in school. That's another thing that I hear from some people. Maybe it's school or or even like a religious um, church or whatever that you attend. These kinds of things, they're very anti-sex too. So these also solidify that deep-rooted shame and feeling like maybe your body is dirty or it's just not beautiful. And that's the kind of shit I just don't vibe with. You know what I mean? If you are a young girl, you're going to be soaking things up like a sponge like I am or or a young man, whatever. This is an impressionable time and the time that you should spend learning a little bit more about yourself and just kind of figuring out what feels good to you, what looks good on you and makes you feel that sexy best self. It's it's just a bitch to be able to go through and sift through what is real and what is fake when these these different news outlets, movies, any place that you're going to is trying to pass along that agenda. It's it's kind of fucked up. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but I I'm really curious to see what it is for you guys and where it started for you and what kind of things were popping up. Um, I will also dive into, I will say it's both men and women, but I hear this a little bit more so from my male friends. There's a lot of performance anxiety there. I mean, everybody knows it like porn these days. 
it gets a little crazy. I'm not going to lie. I'm all for it. And I do love a good show and a, a good sexy little realm that you're in and you enter. But at the same time, the expectations that these set, it's a little dangerous. You know, you want to compare yourself to those people on the screen. And if you may be younger, you might think that that is just how it's supposed to be. And then the next thing you know, whenever you are with somebody, you are so in your head. You know what I mean? You can't separate the two like that is just all that you see of sex and you might have read certain things and been thought you knew what it was but then whenever you step into the realm of watching porn that's a whole new can of worms baby boy and baby girl it is so much to take in there's so many different fetishes and different body types out there and there's a lot of glorified plastic surgery and it's a slippery slope But as much as I can say that it is a little harmful, especially for the younger generations who are just learning about sex, I will say it's nice to indulge in now as I've been a little bit more sexually educated and I'd like to just watch it to get ideas or maybe play out some of those fantasies that maybe I don't particularly think are safe if you get my drift. (laughs) So that is where I like to just kind of learn some things, see what else is out there. And it's a good resource whenever you're with your partner and you're just trying to be like, baby, I want to try something new tonight. Or I want to see if we can do a little like role play. Like, let's see what's out there and let's see what kind of fun things that we can explore together. And whenever you get older, you kind of know what an expectation is in real life versus porn. So it's not quite as damaging. But let's kind of reel back into, you know, that solo play versus play with a partner. I would say as amazing as solo play is because you just, you know your body, you feel it. It is just really a first person and firsthand experience or maybe first and second hand experience if you bring them both into the mix. But I want to talk about some of the negative aspects of that if that's all that you're doing all the time. So the main first one that I want to talk about is when you are solo playing all the time and you solely rely just on that single one-to-one pleasure, it becomes a little routine. I'm not going to lie. And I can say this from my own point of view and from others that I've spoken with. If you also would listen to my previous episode where I talked about how depression, I basically beat depression (laughs) through masturbation. Um, The good news is here, yes, you know your body. You know exactly what it takes to push you over the edge or maybe make things a little bit more drawn out and keep it sexy and see how long it can feel good before you reach that climax state. But in terms of that, because it becomes a little bit more routine, it almost makes it a little bit harder for someone else to come in and get you there because your body kind of gets this one, two, three, four setup where it's like it knows the drill, it knows how the sensations are, and you know how to get you there, and then that's it, right? The fact that it does get a little bit more routine, it just 
puts you at a little bit of a disadvantage and your partner. So if you do happen to just solo play, another way you can kind of combat this is to use different toys and also switch it up from just using your hand versus toys. These are the things that are really going to help you out quite a bit. And then another thing that I want to talk about is because of the toys that you you choose, make sure you're choosing different modes. If it's like a vibration thing, if it's like a suction thing, make sure that you choose different modes each time. So that way you can keep yourself and your body from getting too like set up on it. You know what I mean? And and when you're in that state of trying new modes, it's also exciting because you can bring your partner in whenever you have that because it blurs the lines in terms of solo play versus just partner play, if that kind of makes sense to you. <laughs> because when you're trying new modes with your partner, you're keeping your body guessing. It doesn't really know the difference between just solo play and you. But the only thing that will definitely know the difference is up here, right? Because you're seeing it, your brain knows it, but your body doesn't quite know. So that's like the next step too that I want to talk about in terms of being able to like sift through what pleasure means to you in your mind versus actually feeling it and experiencing it sensation wise. Another problem that I want to bring up is just the fact that it is like predictable and it's like a steady climb. When you have your body just kind of the sensations on lock, you know what you're doing. It's easy to kind of get a state of flow and you can expect to reach orgasm, you know, in five to 10 minutes. I mean, just that's me personally speaking. But when you are with a partner, everybody knows it's definitely not going to be just five or 10 minutes to always reach an orgasm every single time. And if you go back to the original fact that I dropped with you guys, the amount of time it takes the average woman to orgasm for masturbation is eight minutes versus 14 minutes with a partner. So you just can't have the expectation that like it's a quickie every time you always know exactly what to expect and it's going to be a steady climb if that makes sense. So it's it's good for you if you are on a time crunch, you really are just trying to have that sexy, juicy moment with yourself and like relax, unwind from the day and not really worry about any distractions. This is a gift to yourself that keeps on giving. And this is something I want to also preface I think that you should still be masturbating even when you're in a relationship. Controversial, I know. I don't care what you guys say. You can be entitled to your own opinion and I want you to be. But for me, that's it, baby. It is hand in hand. I'm going to help you. You're going to help me. And we're going to help ourselves at the end of the day. Because when you talk about pleasure, it's a one-man show and it is also a team effort. You need to be able to really relish in your own body and know exactly what you feel and be able to give yourself that gift of pleasure and also be able to give that gift to your partner as well. They want to feel that sexiness with you. They want to know that they are the reason that you're orgasming for your pleasure, all of these things. You should be able to give it both. And I don't want you to disrupt the relationship you have with your own body just because you're in a relationship. So I hope that makes sense for you guys. And I am more than open to receive all the feedback. <laughs>
Now let's talk about when you have a partner. Yes, there's some really amazing things that come from your partner, but I'll focus on those issues that you may have initially. So the first one is there's just more movement and sensation. Like that is just the name of the game. When it's just you, you know exactly where you're at. You're even thinking about something before you actually do it. So you're anticipating it, right? And then when it comes to a partner, this is a whole nother being that has free will, independent agendas, and they want to be doing things to you just like they want you to be doing things to them. So the fact that there is another person in there, a whole nother set of hands, there's sexual areas like erogenous zones that you guys are probably trying to, you know, stimulate and kiss and massage, whatever. That's just something that you have to take into consideration. You know, that movement and sensation that is around you, it's something to just be aware of and embrace. I don't want it to think of it as a problem per se, but I want it to be more of a just something to be aware of and you need to fully relax into that and be accepting of that and not push away those sensations. The other thing about it too, because it is somebody other than yourself, it's less predictable. Another reason why I kind of looped back into this when it comes to a toy that you use using different modes and sensations, using that with your partner helps quite a bit because if you are already keeping yourself guessing and you're already practicing the, um, you know, the unpredictability, it keeps things a little bit more understandable for your body. And you don't have to focus too much on just the orgasm aspect and like always reaching the finish line. You can just sit back, relax, and really just melt into the great sensations that you're feeling. In terms of the things that I always want you to remember as your sex guru, I just, I don't think it could be said enough that you need to be prioritizing pleasure. Do not focus on the end result. Don't focus on the orgasms. The orgasms will come, (laughs) but I want you to focus on how it feels to you. Drop into your body. Let every just touch warmth, every sensation that you can feel from those receptors on your skin relish in every single one of them and let your body just relax into it. Drop out of your mind. And I know that's something that I too had to really, really unlearn is get out of my head. Stop thinking about, you know, work and school and chores and different things that I have to prep for, for the week. Drop into it. This sexual experience that you're having is a gift. I want to say that again, the sexual experience that you're having is a gift, whether it is with yourself, with a partner or with multiple partners, it is meant to be a gift to you and a reminder to be present. How often is it that you're present these days? I really want you guys to think about that as well. The fact that this is a busy world, we're always out on borrowed time and we're always running late and we always have something to do, something that requires our attention and our focus. A sexual experience is just a moment to completely shut out the rest of the world and drop into your body. It is an invitation to pleasure and and fun. 
that is really the name of the game. I've said it so many times before. If you're not having fun and enjoying yourself, then I don't know what you're doing. All right, babies. So now we've talked about the problem. We've identified what kind of things that we're going to be looking towards and we have established our goal. Now let's talk about the execution of what we have to do in order to get there. So I have about five different tips and these are going to be literally the best thing that you can do for yourself to ensure that you're prioritizing pleasure and you can just stop thinking about where you have to be, what's going on, da da da. Like shut the noise out and tune into this. The first thing that I want to recommend that you do is prep to feel comfortable. I don't care what you're doing, Everybody likes to feel fresh, clean, and when you look good, you feel good. So shower up, shave whatever you feel needs to be shaved, um, hydrate yourself, and make sure, especially if it's like anal play, that you are getting very looped up. You're preparing yourself for any sensations that you're going to feel. And then last but not least, especially for my girlies out there, because I know this is a common problem that we have and one that I also struggled with in the past. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say it. Just taste yourself. Literally take a couple fingers, swirl it up around there, and then just put it in your mouth and taste it. Any good chef out there will tell you that you have to taste it before you serve it. So if you know how you look, you feel, and then you smell and taste baby. That is the recipe for knowing and being confident that you are the whole package. Like you are ready. So prep. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) So the next thing I want you to do is slow everything down 110%. Whatever pace that you think that you're going to be moving at for the next, I don't know, 30, 45 hour, two hours, slow it the fuck down and make your partner just anticipate everything with a little bit of um, uncomfortability, how slow you're moving. I want you to kiss longer and slower. I want you to rub each other, whether that's your shoulders, your hands, your arms, your back, like low back, butt, legs, whatever, like Just make sure you're taking your time on each other and loving each other, essentially. You're letting each other feel all the pleasure. When you slow things down, this is also a really good hack in order to be more present in your body because when you're moving too fast, you're just going to be in your head and anticipating the next move and on the other opposite side of the coin, when you're slowed down and you're just really reveling in everything, it also gives your mind a little bit more time to roam on the different possibilities that you can take something to next. You know, if you are rubbing someone's back and then you realize they look so kissable and so biteable on the back of their neck and then you kiss down their arms and then down their back and down their chest, all of these things are going to feel amazing, not only for them on the receiving end, but for you because you're focusing on their taste, their smell. You're going to be really enraptured with their body in a way that 
keeps you zoned in, dialed in, and shutting out the rest of the world to prioritize pleasure and how good that feels on your lips, on your tongue, whatever you're doing. And it's just, it's beautiful. It really is an amazing, amazing hack. So the next thing that I want you to do, which I actually did kind of allude to already, but just focusing on the sensation. This is all about your attention and awareness. Like when I mentioned that your skin has so many nerve endings there, I want you to think about every single one. Think about the sensation itself. How is it being perceived? Is it soft? Is it firm? Is it feathery light? Is it moving slowly? Is there a great deal of pressure or is it very light? Is there any warmth or cold sensation that you can discern? Like literally, I want you to break down every single thing that your touch receptors can pick up and think about it in your mind. Just like identify it. This feels soft. This feels cold. This feels warm. This feels hard. This feels heavy. Whatever it is, just break those things down in your head and make it more of a tangible thought and and really call out those words and those sensations. And it's going to feel even better because again, you are dropping into your body and you're shutting out anything else that might be crowding up your mental space during that sexual gift that you're giving yourself. And another one that I want you to focus on, this one, actually both of them are really asking, right? The first one, number three, is asking yourself, does this feel good? Do I like this? Do I want it to keep going? Do I want it to draw to be drawn out? Like these are all the things in your mind just allow yourself to revel in it. And if it does feel good, keep the party going, you know, keep drawing it out, maybe make it more intense or less intense to try to switch it up into something else slowly but surely. And also this helps you to realize that you are prioritizing your pleasure. You are not thinking about the other person. You might be hearing them and knowing that maybe you're doing a good job based on the things that they're saying or the moans that are coming out of their mouth. But this is great for you because you're prioritizing your own pleasure in that moment and you're blocking out anything negative. So you're not focused on that end result, that big O. You are just focused on how good this feels right in this moment because the truth is we're never gonna get this moment back, not exactly anyway. So you want to really revel in that. And the last one, this one I said, again, was a asking question, but this one's more of avoiding asking anything like are you close or how close are you to finishing or whatever of that sort instead talk and ask affirmations you feel amazing how does it feel when I do this for you I love it when you do x and when you do y it literally lights me up and drives me crazy like just thinking about the different things that your partner could say or want. Do you want this harder or faster? Like 
These are the sorts of things and affirmations that you should be offering them in order to not only speak the pleasure that you are seeing and receiving and inciting within your partner's body, and you're also just making them feel good, which in turn is going to make you feel good. And I think that's all that I had for you guys today. I would love to know what have you learned. Spill all the tea. Give your girl all the juicy goodies and let me know and slide into my DMs. Thank you so much for choosing me to be your sex guru. And I'm so grateful that you trust me to step along every step of this path with you. I'm super happy too that you are taking steps towards bettering your love, romance, and sex life. And don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. As always, stay nasty but classy. Until next time. Mm